Welcome back to the Red River Cares podcast. It's hard to believe that we are kicking off season three today. Time sure does fly when you're having fun. This season, expect more of the same. Red River employees, our partners in philanthropy, and so much more. Our mission is always to show you examples of how people are making a difference in their communities so you can be inspired, borrow those ideas, and make your own social impact where you live and work. Today on the show, we're starting off season three, just like one and two, with the director of the Red River Charitable Foundation, Kim Vaca. We reflect on 2022, look ahead to 2023, and have some laughs on the way. So with that, Kim, welcome to the show. All right, Kim, welcome back to the Red River Cares podcast, season three. You're kicking us off again. We start every season with a Kim interview. So welcome back to the show. Thanks, Gina. I'm so happy to be here. So let's start. Here we are, you know, early 2023. I think we should start with a look back. So hit me with the highlights and what went well for the foundation in 2022. Sure. Yeah, we had um, a great year. Um, I guess we've started to feel like we're coming out of the COVID apocalypse. So, um, you know, our programs, our normal programs, programs seem to kind of resume. We had a really strong volunteer uh, program this year, as you know, and um, we're so psyched that we hit our, uh, like, crushed our goal of 15,000, or wait, our goal was 12,000, and we hit 15, right? Was it? I don't know. All I know is we had 15,187 volunteer hours to be exact. Yes. (laughs) To be precise. Exactly. So that's awesome. And we're so proud of all of our employees. And um, as you can tell, we kept track of the hours down to the exact hour. (laughs) To the minute. Yes. And... um, You know, we do provide our employees with two volunteering days, but we also have unlimited PTO, so we feel like our employees have really taken advantage of that awesome benefit. Um, And we also had a company-wide community service project week that um, Gina actually organized. We had um, groups in Sacramento and uh, near our Chantilly office, Claremont here at our headquarters, as well as a remote option for other employees who couldn't make it to an office. And um, actually, that was just an awesome week. And maybe, Gina, if you want to give just a quick update on all the cool things we did. Yeah, I mean, I think that week, well, one, it was (laughs) incredibly fast-paced doing four giant events like that in one week. It was really neat, mostly, to see the employees together, um, sometimes for the first time ever, them, you know, arriving at this location to volunteer and seeing each other literally in person for the very first time. So that was kind of neat to watch. Um, It was really cool to have our new CEO, Brian, come out to the farm in Chantilly. 
he immediately picked up a shovel and started like shoveling poop um but did it with a smile and really was just all about it and um it was just really cool to see people working hard together and it just felt like really like old times red river and it was just a great week all in all we worked hard for our communities um, they were super appreciative of the work we did, and really, I think it was more of just giving us meaning and purpose in our work, and just feeling kind of rejuvenated by being together and doing good. And I don't know, the whole thing was just awesome. And I really, really hope we get to do it again this year. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was a great opportunity for us to build some partnerships with those organizations that we helped. I feel like we've already gone back to the Claremont Soup Kitchen, right, to do some painting. Um, and I just feel that uh, it laid the groundwork for some good relationships going forward and other volunteering opportunities. Yeah, I mean, and actually the farm in, down in the Chantilly area, we, you know, people were excited to work with horses um it was a therapeutic horsemanship farm you know one of our volunteers wanted to bring her daughter back and they started to volunteer regularly on the weekends and they've been going consistently and i just think you know even that part like introducing employees to somewhere in their own community that they didn't know existed now they have this you know long-standing volunteer relationship they're involving their families i mean this is just all wins all around so it's been pretty cool to see yeah exactly and um yeah so i'm looking forward to crushing our goal even better this year in 2023 and i feel like you know i mean we're still in the midst of winter but we'll be thawing out soon up here in new hampshire and um getting ready to do some work outside and i know well we had our golf event in person again another big team building camaraderie type event um maybe talk about that sure yeah so that was a fantastic event we do our biggest fundraiser the golf classic in october now um this year we had more employees come and volunteer than ever um so that was great they um you know people employees flew in from all over the country it was awesome that so many more had the opportunity to, to do so this year um so it'll be interesting to see if we can continue that going forward but um as always i just you know thank you to all of our supporters the local teams that sponsor all of our uh, red river partners that have come for years and years and continue to sponsor and support us. We just, we love all the support, so thank you. I think it was last year that you and I took a field trip out to UNH, um, and I forget exactly the name of the building where we went, but I know we learned all about their adaptive sports clinic. Um, so, and I know we sort of built a relationship and we're trying to build a partnership with them. Maybe just talk a little bit about that because I think it was just a really eye-opening place for us to see and the amount of equipment that they had on site, but um, just talk about that program. Yes, so on the UNH campus, they have um, an awesome adaptive center. And actually, I think they're moving into a bigger building to accommodate their um, growing needs. Um, but anyway, they have every piece of adaptive equipment you could ever imagine. And um, they've really started to focus on the student uh, adaptive athlete. And since we do so much around sled hockey and other adaptive winter sports, 
we thought it was a perfect opportunity for the foundation to partner with UNH and offer a sled hockey scholarship for student athletes. And it's just like the very beginnings of this program there. Um, and, uh, you know, they're obviously recruiting for the sled hockey team. Um, so we entered into this uh, scholarship program where we'll offer scholarships for the next five years, I believe. And um, we're just so happy to support, you know, sled athletes and can't wait to see how the program goes. Yeah, and I think, you know, just to, I mean, it's awesome that we're doing that. And I think for people that are local, keep in mind, like, if you need anything for adaptive sports, um, they rent their equipment. And I think that was the most fascinating part for me. It was so cheap, like, relative what you'd think of. I mean, these are thousands of dollar pieces of equipment that they'll rent out for, like, 40 bucks, you know, for the day or for the weekend where people can come pick them up maybe get a wheelchair on the beach or go for a hike or things that like uh, people with disabilities maybe never thought they would be able, be able to do. So they have so many options, um, hand pedal bikes. There was just so much to see. And I know their website was pretty uh, intuitive on what they have to rent. And anyway, we could probably put a link in the notes, but just keep that in mind if you do need any of that kind of equipment. They are a facility that does rent out to the public, and it was just really, really cool to see. So we got talking a little bit about hockey, so maybe talk a little bit about our partnership, our continued partnership with um, Operation Hat Trick and the Warrior hockey teams that we, we've been uh, sponsoring. You know, we've been partnering with Operation Hattrick for many years now. They're just uh, great to work with, great to have a relationship with. And um, this year, I believe we added two or three more teams to our list of warrior hockey teams that we sponsor. Um, and our sponsorship provides ice time, which is just ridiculously expensive. Um, and, you know, all of these hockey teams could use help with ice time. But... They're so thankful. Um, we've heard from so many of the teams that um, our support has really just been a godsend because it gets it gets these veterans out on the ice together. The camaraderie and the experience of it has just been life-changing for many of them. Um, so our goal is to add another one or two teams to this sponsorship next year. Um, we just love to help more folks around the country. Another thing we're doing with Operation Patrick is to continue our par partnership with the Boston Bruins Foundation. And, um, you know, the campaign for this season is um, still going strong. Each season, we design an, um, some new merchandise. This year, it happens to be a winter hat and a sweatshirt. Um, and the Bruins sell them in their pro shop and online. All of the proceeds go to various veteran organizations. And um, I believe this is our sixth season doing this campaign. It's been hugely successful and we've we really just had a major impact on veteran organizations around the country. Um, so if you're interested in seeing the merchandise, uh, either you know, give us a holler and we'll we'll send you the link or visit the Boston Bruins Pro Shop site. Um, and you can see all the different Operation Hattrick uh, merchandise. Yeah, and not to give away any um, secrets, but next year is the Bruins' 100th year as a hockey team. 
So we are working on a special promotion for next year that may have an interesting 100-year logo. Um, it might look a little different, might be a little retro, maybe a Bruins throwback or something. So definitely keep that in mind. But we are already working on next season's merch. Um, but I was super surprised just to hear the Bruins have been around 100 years. No kidding. <laughs> Couldn't even uh, believe yeah. that. I think she said they're the oldest team right. that, uh, you know, has, has been How does that work, now. though? Who did they play uh, in the beginning? <laughs> it can't be the – there had to be someone else. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah. All right, well, yeah, let's – that's exciting. It is great. Um, all right, let's talk about this year. So we're heading, you know, moving into 23. Like you said, we're starting to thaw out a little bit. I think we're thinking about, you know, some volunteer days coming up. One of which that I think we're both wicked excited about is the uh, the Bruins STEM Lab. So maybe hit us with that. Talk about that. Yeah, so uh, another big project we do at the Bruins Foundation is to award STEM Labs. And this year is our uh, third year of working with schools in New England. And um, we've awarded it to the Williams Intermediate School in Western Mass. Um, we uh, uh, we're getting there on developing the lab. We should be able to like get in there and install everything. Um, this school is an elementary school, so it's been a little different for us. There's different kinds of equipment that we're buying to you know outfit the school. Um, and then we'll uh, we look forward to bringing you know a bunch of employees down and working hard to get the lab all set up. Um, and then, you know, look forward to doing like a ribbon cutting with the Bruins, which is always fun. Yeah, I really like the stuff they picked. Like being in elementary school, I feel like they had fun with, you know, Legos and hands-on activities and play, but learning and science and like engineering. And I don't know, they just picked really cool STEM products, um, really cool furniture. Everything's very colorful and movable and I don't know, it's just a very collaborative space, and I can't wait to see how it comes together um, for the school. It's in two rooms that are being unutilized at the moment. They have tons of kids that are really excited to get their hands in there, very committed staff. Like, they were really just such a great pick for this STEM lab this year, and I just kind of can't wait to see what they do with the space and, you know, how much their curriculum can grow and change with all the new equipment. So I'm, I'm excited about this one. Yeah, exactly. I know. And I love when we go back and, you know, give them a few months after the lab has kind of been unveiled and just see the kids in the space actually using the equipment and learning. Um, so that's exciting. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so anything else? I mean, I know we have all our usual programs this year. The scholarship's coming up soon. Anything else on the docket that we can get excited about? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking that 2023 is really all about making an even greater impact. So we are charging ourselves with, you know, awarding more scholarships than we usually do. So we have these long-standing scholarship programs in place, and it's really just all about impacting even more people. So, um, you know, that's pretty exciting. Um, to be able to just give out more. You know, we have um, that sled hockey scholarship is new, so we're excited for that. Um, we have the Jeff Sessions Memorial Scholarship coming up. That'll be in the summer. 
you know, we can make even more of an impact on veterans who are studying technology. Um, and uh, the other program that we're getting ready to launch uh, pretty soon is our high school Think Smart program. So that's an exciting one. That's just kind of a homegrown program we came up with to give high school students a hands-on learning experience. So not only learning about technology, but also about business, collaboration. Um, it started out as an in-person program. And with COVID, you know, we went virtual. Now it's kind of a hybrid program, but we've had students from all over the country participate in that. And um, I believe it's been going on, you know, for probably nine or 10 years and just keeps growing every year. So um, yeah, just a shout out to our listeners. If you follow us on social, you know, we post about all of these upcoming programs. And, you know, if you could just share them to your networks of people, um, we'd love to have even more applicants and participants. And I think, you know, overall, we're excited about, um, you know, potentially 20,000 volunteer hours as an organization. I think that's the goal that was set. We're excited to give out, you know, some philanthropy awards and recognize our employees and the great work they're doing. Like, I don't want that to go unsaid here. I mean, these numbers are great, but it's really thinking about, you know, our coast-to-coast -coast employee base and the, the amount of work that's getting done by our employees in their communities, whether it's through boards, um, you know, joining nonprofit boards or running their own nonprofits or whatever. Like, it's just been amazing seeing the different kinds of volunteerism that our employees do. And we're really proud to work in an organization that, one, supports volunteerism, but that has just so many people doing it. Um, and I, I don't know, for me, that's kind of what I'm most excited about for this year and just to see how many hours we can really accrue together as an organization. Any final thoughts? I think you covered it. Just want to say thank you to everybody for your support and involvement. We really appreciate it. I want to thank my guest, Kim, for joining me on season three kickoff once again. When we were mentioning the adaptive sports equipment rental at the University of New Hampshire, the facility is called Northeast Passage. Kim and I both couldn't remember the name and we wanted to be sure to follow up with you. NEPassage.org if you need more information. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. This podcast has been so fun to make the past two years. and I'm really excited about season three. I can even nail these intros and exits in one take now. A vast improvement from the 10 plus it used to take me before. Don't forget to follow us on social at redrivercharitablefoundation.com and tune in next time to be inspired.